0: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Stars could shine between the
1: lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see
2: Welcome to Express Yourself.
3: Eventually, we all have to accept full and total responsibility for our actions, everything we have done and have not done. That quote is from Hubert Selby Jr. And one more quote for you all before we get started today. The price of greatness is responsibility. And that quote is from Winston Churchill. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people a platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Joven Hundle, and today's theme is The Gift of Responsibility.
0: Hey, all. I'm Kenneth Dunn. Express Yourself is produced by StarSlot Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Uh, please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you too can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media be the star you are needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources we have relaunched our operation wildfire disaster relief fund after a new wave of wildfires has hit california and desperately need donations to help ship much appreciated books to victims. Please donate today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees.
3: Additionally, our brand new book, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts with Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, is available now at cynthiabryan.com online store, where you can also find the other two anthologies we've published. You can also find our book on Amazon and other book retailers. And today, we're excited to be opening our show reading one of the chapters from a previous anthology of ours. This chapter is by our excellent producer and BTSYA co-founder, Cynthia Bryan. And without further ado, here is The Gift of Responsibility by Cynthia Bryan.
0: I still remember my embarrassment vividly. I was out in the fields plowing, pulling the old desk behind the red Ford tractor when it ran low on gas. My dad called over from the next field that I should take the tractor back to the tractor barn and fill up the tank. I drove off hurriedly, eager to finish so I could go to a school dance. Make sure you put gas in the right tank, he called after me. But when I got to the tractor barn, my mind was firmly fixed on the exciting evening ahead. When I focused on what I was doing, I realized I had put the gasoline in the oil compartment. The tractor wouldn't budge. Now the oil tank would have to be drained and cleaned before the tractor could operate again. My irresponsible behavior would cause more work, money, and time. Humiliated, I walked back to the vineyard where Dad was working. I admitted my mistake and waited for his rebuke, but he didn't yell at me. Instead, he gave me credit for being accountable for the error. However, he was disappointed I hadn't been responsible for what I was doing,
3: as I did it. You could have asked me for help, he said, but you were thinking about the dance. This is what happens when you hurry without thinking. He was right. I wanted to finish my chores quickly and show how reliable I was, but I had been undependable. Feeling remorseful, I stayed to help drain the tank and get the tractor running. I wasn't much help, but it was a responsible thing to do after my irresponsible behavior. I was definitely late for my date. Being the eldest child in a family of five children meant that I had to be the responsible one. I had to be a role model, set the standard for my siblings to follow, toe the line, walk the talk, and lead by example. It's not easy to always be that responsible, but it leads to success. The great American dream is to be your own boss to have control and to be in charge, but what you really have control over is your own life. You don't have to be a CEO to have that kind of power. When you can look at every situation as an opportunity for growth, learning, and serving others, you become your own boss, the boss of your own soul. You become the star you are.
0: No matter what we do, we are all self-employed. No matter who hires us, it is our responsibility to treat the job as if we own the company, and the company's success depends on our contributions. What we do every day has a direct connection to what, what and who we are as people. When we give less than our best, we make it impossible to value our own integrity. Some people think they can punish uncaring bosses or crabby co-workers with slipshod, half-hearted efforts, but their souls and their conscience are the real victims. As long as we blame others and complain about our lot in life, we can evade responsibility for our own actions and words. Such liability can be a terrifying prospect for some people, but consider the benefits. When you take responsibility for the bad stuff in your life, you also
3: become the proud owner of the good stuff. It wasn't luck, it wasn't someone else, it was you. What a terrific trade-off. The word responsibility has onerous overtones for some people, implying restrictions and a loss of joy. I choose to think of responsibility somewhat differently. We're all one. The planets, stars, galaxies, earth, water, elements, plants, animals, and humans, and each of us contributes to that one. What an enormous responsibility. Fortunately, they are all responsible for us too. It is a mutual admiration society, and we have to keep up our end. What can you take responsibility for that will bring you joy? Start with simple things like saving water, recycling, composting, and being kind to animals. Accept people of all ages, races, religions, nationalities, uh, political and social belief systems, and sexual orientations. Extend love to others and accept love in return. When the natural universe is at peace with itself, we will know peace within ourselves. Responsibility connects your life to a bigger story. It's okay to say I'm scared and I've made lots of mistakes. Vulnerabilities and frailties are human. Admitting to them is superhuman. We all have mountains to climb. Blaming and complaining slows the journey. The lesson I learned that day on the tractor was to take action responsibly and to be responsible for my actions. Do it right the first time is a slogan I now live by. It may take a little longer to figure out the instructions, but time will be saved in the errors you don't make. For the record, no one in my family has ever let me forget that reckless incident. A favorite family joke is that even the responsible one makes mistakes. That's for sure. We are all human.
0: Exercise. Don't feel your big toe. Reread the name of the exercise above. What are you feeling right now? I bet it's your big toe. It is our responsibility to phrase our sentences with positives instead of negatives. Be careful what you say because your brain will believe you. A statement like, I will not get sick, translates subliminally to, as, I will get sick. Instead, tell yourself, I am healthy. Reprogram negative statements into positive ones. Here are some common negative statements people make. Use this exercise to reframe one or more positive versions for each, then implement them in your life. I won't mess up. I shouldn't eat that. I never get anything right. I mustn't be late. I can't do that. It's okay not to know all the answers, so ask whenever you aren't sure. It's okay to make mistakes, so fess up when this
3: happens. Take responsibility. Wow, what a great segment that was! I think Cynthia's chapter, um, you know, really touched on a lot of fascinating subjects. So obviously, you know, there is like that institutional duty of responsibility she had to uphold being the eldest of five but then she also kind of learned it in her own way by making those mistakes and then learning from them. So I think it's a, it was a really interesting chapter. It gave a, a lot of great insights on responsibility. Yeah, and her points about, you know, how responsibility comes in small parts throughout your daily life.
0: Yeah, I think that's very, like, relatable and something that happens for every person. You know, you
3: kind of learn responsibility through small things that you um, participate in throughout your life. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think it's also important to note that um, when we learn responsibility through these small things, we all have, you know, our own path to get to there. So, or as Cynthia said in this chapter, we all have our own mountains to climb. And so that path obviously is individual for each person. So there's not going to be this sort of one-size-fits-all approach. And I think it was really interesting uh, hearing about Cynthia's experiences grappling with this theme in this chapter.
0: Yeah. I think... Um yeah, it's, it's very, um, I guess, clear to everyone how kind of like responsibility is, I don't know, like the most, like the personal growth of responsibility is very, um, yeah, exactly that personal to every person. Um, the small things in every person's life is kind of what builds up the responsibility. Um, like how people approach responsibility is also kind of what shapes the, um, yeah, how a person thinks and how a person feels and how a person cares for each other. So, what a great segment. I really enjoyed reading Cynthia Bryan's chapter, The Gift of Responsibility. Uh, Listeners, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to Be The Star You Are, charity that brings you this program. We have lots of
3: fun events coming out, so check out www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Kenneth John. And I'm Jovan Hundle. Make sure to also watch BTSY's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash are. Also purchase our brand new anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts with positive voices at cynthiabryan.com slash online store with a hyphen in between online and store. And make sure to keep listening as we continue our responsibility theme show.
4: we don't care how you got here we're just glad you showed up you're listening to voice america kids
1: you're listening to express yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit expressyourselfteenradio.com. Now, back to our star teens.
3: Welcome back. You're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio on the Voice America Kids Network. Our show is by, for, and with creative young people. My name is Jovan Hundle, and today's theme is The Gift of Responsibility. And
0: my name is Kenneth Jung. For this segment, we are happy to be continuing the gift of responsibility with our guest, Sean Anderson. Sean is a number one ranked motivational author, unlimited thinker, and a lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others. A seven-time author, Sean is also the creator of Extra Mile Day, a day recognizing the power we each have to create positive change when we go the extra mile. On November 1st, 2018, 550 cities made the declaration and recognized the local extra mile heroes. Sean walks his talk. Besides having inspired tens of thousands through his speaking and writing, including an inspirational speaking tour in the Philippines attended by 20,000 attendees, Sean has built a million-dollar company, pedaled a bike solo across the U.S. twice, and created adventures in 45-plus countries, including having walked border-to-border across six. Still, he believes his greatest adventures and success are waiting to be
4: lived. And with that, let's welcome Sean onto the show. Welcome, Sean. It's my privilege to be with you both. Thank you so much for your awesomeness.
3: Yeah, we're very happy to have you. And so, just kind of, you know, diving right into our conversation. Um, yes, yeah, so we were just curious. Then, so could you give us a brief explanation of what going the extra mile means for us here?
4: You know, going the extra mile is 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 that moment in life where you choose to just be a little bit better than you currently are whether it's in school whether it's with friends whether it's with family if you keep doing the same thing every single day if you keep if you put keep putting the same effort keep adding the same value you're going to keep getting the same results but if you do that little bit extra just imagine the last time that you guys had a big test And, you know, you thought you were ready, but if you studied that extra hour, that's called going the extra mile. Imagine with your best friend and all of a sudden they're, you know, they need a ride home or something and you, you make an effort to help them out. That's called going the extra mile. And when we truly want to create the most amazing life that we really love, it's not just doing the normal. It's not just giving the basic, but it's always just adding that little bit. It's always going the extra mile. All right. So, like, this sounds like a big, I guess,
0: revelation. Um, when exactly did you have this revelation? Like, what kind of drove you to start thinking this way? And what kind of drove you to start this movement? Um, if you could pinpoint the start
4: of that movement to one moment in your life, uh, what would that be? It was 2009. And, uh, uh, you know, the country was in really bad shape financially. The the the, the Wall Street had crashed, homes were, uh, people were going bankrupt, banks were closing, homes were at an all-time high of foreclosures. It was a really a desperate time in America, and people started asking themselves, you know, is change going to be possible? Is my life going to be better? And they started looking at the government to create a program. They started looking at their boss, asking, what are you going to do to make my life better? What are you going to do to make sure our company stays open? They forgot the general premise. That if you really want to create positive change in your life, in your community, in the world, don't just look to someone else, but look to yourself. And don't just do the same thing you're doing, but go the extra mile. So as a symbol, I wanted to use my small voice of, uh, uh, to do something great. So as a symbol of going the extra mile, I decided to pedal a bike ocean to ocean in a forest Gump sort of way. And along the way, the real power of the event was creating these, uh, these, these, these events with mayors in 21 cities where I had the privilege of interviewing 200 people, 200 Americans who had been identified as having gone the extra mile to make the world a better place. And uh, at the end of my tour, I gave away $10,000 of my own money to the stories that most inspired me. So that's how the extra mile message really started resonating with something that I was preaching all the time fascinating yeah and so i was curious then so
3: when you're you know giving your motivational talks how do you tailor your message then to someone who might be at a low so whether it's in that example so like during the height of the financial crisis or maybe just on a more personal level maybe they're suffering through depression or anything else versus someone who might be at a high right now maybe things are going sort of well in their life right now they just might need an extra push to Continue that momentum. So how exactly do you then tailor your message to these different sorts of people?
4: You know, basically what I do, first off, we're surrounded in the world by, by all these negative whispers of people that say, you know, Kenneth, you can't do that. You, Joven, you're not good enough. You're, you're not smart enough. Don't, oh, no, no, don't apply to that school. There's no way you're going to get in. We're, we're surrounded by whispers of people that tell us what we cannot do. And when we listen to those whispers enough, the whisper inside our own mind starts to get bigger. Oh God, I can't do that. Oh, oh my gosh. I, you know what? I feel the fear. I feel, I can't do that. Let me just, let me just choose the safe route. So basically in all of my talks, what I want people to realize is that there are cheerleaders. There are people that are clapping for you that are saying, you know what, man, you can do it. I, I, I bring awareness into the moment and say, you know, yes, I understand that there's these other people whispering in our ear, but that's not who we are. That's not who you are. And that's not what you have to accept. Simply believe in you because I do. I believe in the power of the human spirit. I believe in what we're each capable of when we get past our, our fears, and when we take the risks to create the life that we love. That's the, ch- that's the true miracle and motivation is when you get people simply to believe in the power of the person that they look at in the mirror every single day. Interesting.
0: So let's say if you like take someone who has accepted that kind of message and has accepted their, I guess, potential in life, um, but their confidence is kind of faltering after waiting and waiting for success. Uh, What would you say to someone to maintain the confidence who hasn't found that success yet, that kind of return for their extra mile investment? Well,
4: when any goal is out there that's worth, that's worthy, if any goal is out there that's big enough, do not expect to get it the very first time. You know, I always knew that I wanted to write books. I've written seven now. Well, my very first book was called Countdown to College, Preparing Your Student for Success in the Collegiate Universe. You know how many rejection letters I had from publishers before that got published? How many? Uh, take take a guess. Throw some numbers at me. Uh, 12 83 I had 80 wow. 80- three people that said, you know what your book's not good enough. you know what we're not interested. you know what? Thank you so much for, for sending this in but there's no way in the world Jose that we're gonna we're gonna do this. So you know what I got to tell you when you really believe in yourself, when you really have passion and purpose in your heart about what you want, you don't let 83 people who say they don't want to publish your book, you don't let them stop you. you keep going. I have learned that success is a science and the more that I keep throwing opportunity out there once, the bell's gonna ring and it's gonna come flying right back at me, and someone's gonna say, "Oh my God, this book is great! I love it. You're amazing. Let's go for it. Let's do it." It's the same with every person out there, man. You, that's that's why you apply to multiple dream schools. That's why you 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 just you have to realize that no is what you're gonna hear a thousand times in your life. If you're gonna if you if you want to reach your ultimate potential, realize right now, no are the two most common letters that you're ever gonna hear. But don't let that stop you. It's just like, okay, nope, no big deal, no big deal. I hear no so many times because I'm not afraid to keep throwing things out there. If I don't throw things out there, I'm never gonna create opportunity. It's the same with every one of us, except no. I love that. I love that mentality. You know that example that you had
3: about like, Um, when people tell you, okay, don't apply to this school, don't apply to this school, not your dream school, this school is like too far out of reach for you. They hit a little close to hell. So I'm a senior and I'm applying to all these colleges right now. And there are, you know, like these different tiers of schools that like people might say, okay, if you're going to apply here, then you really have to do all this. You have to walk in knowing that your chances are against you, all these statistics are against you. And so then I wanted to ask you, How do you sort of get past that? So when you said that you've been rejected 83 times, how did you, you know, then like keep going after that and eventually get your book published?
4: You know, because I realized that I have one life. When you have one life, why are we ever going to choose the second best version of ourselves? Why are we ever going to choose mediocrity? And if you don't believe in yourself, who in the world is ever going to believe in you? So you know what? When your your purpose is so definite that you know what you want, when your passion is so melted into every fiber of your being, when you have passion and purpose together, you don't let no stop you. You just keep going. You just accept it. Sure, maybe you can go into the corner and feel sorry for yourself for 10 minutes. Oh my God, I didn't get into this school. I feel so bad. My world's over. My future's over. I'm never going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a veterinarian, a politician, whatever. You know what? There are lots of other opportunities and you keep applying. You keep applying. You don't stop because once you stop, you've just stopped you. There's no one in the world that can tell me that I can't that, that I can't achieve something because the person who has ultimate final say is who? It's me. It's you. You have ultimate final say over you. I have ultimate final say over me. If I want to choose to listen to the world and say, you know what, you're only going to be the 1,642nd best motivational speaker in the country. Well, you know what? I don't choose to be that. I choose to be the greatest Sean Anderson motivational speaker ever. So, you know, that's what we have to stick with. Because if you don't have that kind of passion, then you're not going to be able to feed your purpose when you've been hit with stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah, that's very inspirational. Uh, before you had this epiphany, um, did you have ever have like a period in your uh, life where you were kind of pessimistic and you just you didn't believe you were going to do it? And if you did, how did you
4: get out of that? Well, you know, every single time you still, even after every single failure, you can't help but that little voice inside your head that says, oh, you're not good enough. But you know what? That's where this powerful concept called self awareness comes in. That as soon as you hear yourself doing stinking thinking, as soon as that thought comes into your head, you've got to say, okay, 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 that's what I'm thinking. That's not what I want to be thinking. I need to go in and change my thinking. Because every time we change our thinking, we change our feelings. When we change our feelings, we change our action. But we have to remember, we it all starts with what we're thinking. When you know that you have the power to change your thoughts, when you know you have the power to change from thinking negative to thinking positive, then you have the chance to turn your world completely upside down. So my epiphany happens every single time I get a rejection letter. My epiphany happens every time that someone unsubscribes from a newsletter. My epiphany comes every time that someone really didn't get my book. And, and, and you have that moment of self doubt. Man, we're never gonna be Superman and we're never gonna be Superwoman, but we can be Super Us. And we just have to have that awareness and realize that we can turn that thought around anytime we choose to turn that thought around.
3: Yeah, so you know, the other day, I think it was about a few weeks ago, I came across this new word that I had never heard of before. Um, the word was veleity, and the definition was a wish or inclination not strong enough to lead to action. And I thought that would be, like, the perfect thing to kind of ask you about. Um, So when you have, like, this, I guess, validity, so you maybe have a more abstract dream. So maybe it's not necessarily getting into a specific college or publishing this book. If it's more in like, the abstract, like, you want to be successful, you want to go to the right school, whatever that may be, or anything like that... um, how do you sort of you know like pace yourself? How do you f- start f- to focus? And how do you decide like this is what I'm going to take the extra mile on?
4: Well, you've got to melt that into specifics. It's like if I ask an audience, how many people here want to be happy? Everybody will raise their hand. How mm-hmm. many people here want to be successful? Everybody will raise their hand. Because <laughs> those are general <laughs> feelings that we all want. How many people of here want to go to the best school that they can? Everybody raise their hand. How many people here want to get good grades? Everybody raise their hand. It's but when we break things into specifics and start fine tuning things that we create an action plan. What makes you happy? What are the things that make you happy? Well, I want to have successful relationships. I want to I want to get a I want to have a good GPA in school. I want to stay healthy. So then, when we have those things, then we can break them down one more step. Okay, how do I stay healthy? What's your diet going to be? What's your exercise plan going to be? You know, uh, as far as the relationships, you know, what me What does it mean to have a successful relationship? What type of people do you want in your life? The ones that add value or the ones that subtract value. So the more you start melting down the big generalization you're going to start to be able to fine-tune action steps that you can go the extra mile on and that's why people as we come up uh, come up on january 1st why most people don't succeed at their new year's resolutions they say i want to lose weight okay that's great how many pounds do you want to lose okay fine we have a specific number by when do you want to lose that okay great What's your exercise plan going to be? How many days a week are you going to exercise? Okay, great. Now we have something to hold ourselves accountable to. What kind of diet plan are you going to have? Whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? We break it down into, into specifics which allow us to be successful. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and like, I guess with that theme of turning
0: um, ideas and uh, ideas and thoughts and manifesting them into actions... Um, can I ask what kind of your personal secret is to managing all the tasks and responsibilities
4: that come with your work? Like, what goes through your mind when you kind of tackle that workload that you have? First off, I make sure that it's it's something that matches my mission statement in life. I, I've learned to say no to a lot of things that don't match what my highest calling is. And, you know, I believe that when people know why they're here, what their mission is, what they want to achieve, and, and they, they choose all their activities based on that, they can succeed let me give you an example my mission statement is to empower 1 million people to lead a more positive passionate and purposeful existence so if there's if i'm asked to do something to write something to 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 join some sort of business to put my energy into something if it's not meshing with what my mission statement is with what i want to do then i don't walk i walk away from it completely that's right. And so, yeah, that
3: was an excellent conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. Uh, but we'll be happy to talk more with you um, in the next part of our show. Until then, audience, make sure to find Sean at his website, seananderson.com. Sean is spelled S-H-A-W-N, as well as extramildamerica.org. And also look at his Twitter, where he is at 2SeanAnderson. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Kenneth Chun. Make sure to also check out our show
0: at btsyaa.org and go to our events tab to see all the fun events we have coming up. Make sure to stick around for more Express Yourself discussing the gift of responsibility.
2: Show the world your smile Be the star you are If
1: you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at bethestarurradio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at be the Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
3: Welcome back to our insightful show. This is Express Yourself 10 Radio, continuing our in-the-lightening show on responsibility. My name is Jovan Handel.
0: And I am Kenneth Chan. In our next segment, we are thrilled to be able to continue our conversation with Sean Anderson. In 2009, in order to symbolize the Go the Extra Mile message he champions, Sean Anderson pedaled 4,000 miles ocean to ocean, interviewed 200 people on the way whom had been identified as having gone the extra mile, and then gave $10,000 of his own money to the people and organizations whose stories most inspired him. As a part of that cross-country Extra Mile ride, Extra Mile Day, a day recognizing the capacity we have to create positive change in our families, our organizations, communities, and ourselves when we go the Extra Mile, was created with 23 inaugural cities. The momentum of this unique day has continued to build each year since, and on November 1st, 2018, 552 mayors and cities made the extra mile day declaration and recognized the value of the extra mile volunteers who
3: are making a difference in their community welcome back sean hey it's good to be here thanks guys and so just kind of continuing along the lines of the conversation we were having in the last um uh segment i also wanted to ask you then about how you know you've traveled to i believe it was over 45 different countries So uh, myself, how I mentioned before that I was a senior. So after senior year, my friends and I have like this whole trip plan that we want to backpack across Europe. And so like we have a whole itinerary. We have um, all my friends' parents are on board, but my parents are still on the fence. And so I wanted to ask you then, um, do you think traveling could be, you know, a good way to, I guess, sort of find yourself and get yourself on that right path, especially for,
4: you know, teens who are still kind of finding
3: their own way in the world?
4: Well let me let me add just a little bit to that not only not only have I visited over 45 countries I've walked across six countries in the last 4 years I've literally walked across six wow. about 6 weeks ago I just finished my my sixth country I walked 500 plus miles across the country of Italy My longest walk was 750 miles around Shikoku, Japan. That took 48 days. My very first walk was walking from France in St. Jean, France, over the Pyrenees Mountains to a place called Finisterre, Spain. That was 550 miles. I averaged almost 20 and a half miles a day. So for those those in life who, who truly seek to find their most inspiring self, How in the world could they ever stay at their same address every single day? Because it's when we get out and we start exploring the world, where we meet new cultures, new people, people different from us, where our mind is so opened up to inspiration, to ideas, to things so much bigger than us. It's where our passion starts to grow. It's where our purpose starts to become more identified. As a a young person traveling the world, I can't imagine... Any greater gift than anybody could ever give if they wanted to live their biggest life. Why not go see the big world and why not go see how you have the power to change it? Well, now, to repeat that answer to my parents. You can just cut this audio and you can send it. And then, you know, if you tell me their first names, I'll say, dear Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> this message is for you. we Will do. I'll, I'll talk to you about that <laughs> after the show. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah
0: so um, regarding your travels around the country, yeah. uh, have you found your message to be like universally uh, acceptable and like easy to understand for everyone? Um, we know that some countries are kind of more attached to cultural norms than others, um, and your message is kind of you know breaking past and like moving past standards and norms. Um, I'm just wondering if that's ever taken more time to click with um, I guess international listeners. That's a pretty
4: aware question, and you're absolutely right. Uh, let me give you an example. So, when I was walking across Spain, something on called the Camino de Santiago. It's a it's a it's a huge pilgrimage trip where people all over the world are walking on it. So there's some giant hills and people are really struggling and I'm I'm feeling pretty good that day and and oftentimes I find my own power when I'm encouraging other people. So we're going up this hill, there's some Europeans I'm going, "Good job. Way to go. You know, way to go. We're doing it. Nice work." And I keep, you know, I'm passing the people that are struggling and I'm saying this. So, about th- three hours later, I'm at the place I'm staying and this one woman comes up to me and in, in her accent, she says, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I found you. I'm glad that I caught up with you because I wanted to talk to you. I don't know why you told me good job. I do not know why you told me good work. I was not doing a good job. I was not doing it. We were all doing this. Why do you say that? and you know i tried to explain to her that i was trying to give her encouragement and she was from a european country where they just they just look at that a little bit differently so some countries some countries are really into being encouraged and clapped for and reminded that our potential is 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 only defined by what we see and other countries just don't they just feel a little bit differently I can go to an Asian country and speak like Singapore or the Philippines, and it seems as if it resonates more. They like the inspiration. They can feel it in their spirits. But if I go again to some countries in Europe, it's just not how they've been brought up and it takes a while to resonate. If I'm doing a podcast in Europe, I don't start with this kind of energy. I've got to talk a little bit more quiet. We just kind of roll a little bit more and then we work them up because that's how they are.
3: And so then, the effects of the uh, motivational talks still end up
4: being pretty similar. Well, you know, at the very end, I I I, I still set myself on fire because when you're passionate about what you do, you got to set yourself on fire in life. People only come. In fact, there's a story once where this 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 preacher up in up in uh, in England that you know he would run these these outside events and someone said to him one time, man, your events keep getting bigger and bigger. More and more people come. And they, they said, what's your secret? What's your answer? He says, when you set yourself on fire in life, people will always come. And what it, what it just basically means, the more passion that you have, that eventually passion becomes contagious. And and, and and if you want to excite people, you can't talk from a dull place. You can't talk from a dull mindset. You'll never excite anybody. Imagine if you go to work when you guys are going to be these huge leaders of, of, of industry, and you're trying to motivate your people, if you're not speaking from passion, how are your people ever going to get passionate about what they're doing, right? Yeah. So, but again, sometimes some people, you've got, to, you've got to really mirror who your person is, who your audience is. And again, sometimes we start off just a little bit more zen-like. We're a little slower in our cadence. We might just, you know, just just maybe say something funny and just kind of measure the audience. And I always pick a few people out in the audience and I just watch their faces and I watch what I'm saying, how it inspires them. And then I usually use those people to start knowing if I can bring it up more and more and more and try to set that passionate heart on fire because you can't get excited unless you get passionate. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: Um, how do you, Have you ever had people kind of think that passion is like, crazed or unrealistic and what would you say to them like to kind
4: of change that mindset well of course of course you know it's like in any election even 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 the greatest of politicians if he gets 51 percent of the vote he's going to be pretty darn lucky there's always going to be a certain percent of the percentage of the population that doesn't get us but you know i'm not speaking to that population there's a certain percentage of the population that can't be inspired and you know they're just not they're just not the people that i will speak to i i I don't i don't try to even pretend that i can inspire everybody i i want to inspire the people that want to be inspired i want to inspire the people that have big dreams that really resonate with that kind of message and you know sometimes there's somebody might read a book and they say, you know, I give it a three out of five. i I'm And at first I go, oh my gosh, I got it. It was a three out of five. Why wasn't it a four or a five or a five out of five? Because sometimes we just, not everybody gets us, but the only person that really has to get you is you. Remember earlier I was talking about the whispers, the most important whispers you could ever listen to are the whispers that you are yourself are telling you the things that you want to do in your life. You might be, people around you might be saying, be a lawyer, be a doctor, do this, do that. That's what you need to do to make a lot of money. You need to make a lot of money to be successful. You need to do this. Those are the whispers from the outside, but maybe it's not what you want to do. Maybe you want to be an artist. Maybe you want to travel the world and write travel articles. Maybe you want to be a photographer. That's your whisper. That's what excites you. See, if you only get one life, why would you choose to live a life that doesn't excite you?
3: Definitely. I think that's a great mantra to live by. Um, and so I also wanted to ask you then, so obviously you're very well-traveled, you've speak, spoken at tons of different speaking engagements, you've probably touched thousands and thousands and thousands of souls. And so then I wanted to ask you, what are some of the best responses you've received? So it might be right after your talk, or it might be you know people trying to get into contact with you uh, weeks, months, maybe even years later. What are some of the best responses you've received?
4: I think I think uh, the people that would say, you know, I've been wanting to change my job for 10 years and I've always been afraid. And then I looked in the mirror and I said, I don't have to be afraid anymore. And I made the change. The best responses are always those that the people were hiding in fear. And somehow, somehow I either planted a seed or watered a seed that allowed them to get bigger than their fear. It's because if we, we really want to move past our fear, the thing is we always have to grow bigger than that fear. And so whether it's a person who was in a terrible relationship that was afraid to leave, whether it was a person who was afraid to maybe apply to law school, but they always wanted to, maybe it was the person that was just in a job that every single day they hated to go to that they finally created the change. It's when they finally realize that my life is in my hands, the choices that I make, are the differences that I will create and let me go ahead today and choose to be my best me and make that change. Those are my best responses every time.
3: Wow. I love that. Um, And so, yeah, wow. Still kind of processing, digesting that all. And so I also wanted to ask you then, so kind of along the lines of our themes of responsibility, So do you think that, you know, if you kind of tell somebody who has been sort of lounging around, maybe they have those like, beliefs, or I was saying, or they have been like, you know, looking in the mirror for 10 years saying that they want to change their jobs. Do you think there is any sort of like one size fits all approach to getting these people out of their shell? Or if we want to help them take responsibility for their life or their own actions? Or is it more of like a personalized individual basis?
4: I like to think that we're just all really individual and we all have different motivations and inspirations, but yet it all melts down to one thing we all have in common, and that's the power of choice. We all have a power of choice. We can all accept the, the path we're on that we don't like, or we can choose to walk a different path. So it's once we all make that choice of whatever path we're going to go that we find the motivation and develop the accountability steps that allow us to keep on that new path. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But we all have the power of choice. Every one of us has the power to choose. We have the power to choose to stay in the bad relationship or to or to create a new relationship. We all have the power to choose of whether or not we're going to be a great student or a poor student. We all have the power to choose whether we're going to study for that test or not study for that test. And it's the choices that we make that determine the results that we will find down the road. And, and, and. And that's the greatest gift, I believe, that all of us have been given with this miracle of life is, again, the power of choice. Yeah, that's a
0: truly powerful message. Um, So I'd like to thank Sean for coming on the show today to share some great insights and thoughts, fantastic experiences. Unfortunately, we're out of time now. Um, Audience, find Sean at his website, seananderson.com and
3: extramileamerica.org, as well as his Twitter at 2SeanAnderson. I'm Kenneth Chun. I'm Jovan Hondel. I want to echo Kenneth's thanks to Sean for coming on the show. He's definitely given us so much to think about. Um, Make sure, audience, to also visit BeTheStarYouAre.org and ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for more information about BTSY and Express Yourself. This has been another segment of Express Yourself Teen Radio, and make sure to keep listening as we continue our very special responsibility-themed show.
1: We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: My name is Kenneth John, and now we will be continuing our responsibility-themed edition
3: of Express Yourself. And I'm Jovan Hundle. For this segment, we're thrilled to be reading another excellent Gift of Responsibility chapter from one of Way's anthologies. This chapter is actually from our newest anthology, The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, can be purchased at cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store and other book retailers. Our guest in the previous two segments, Sean Anderson, said about our book, quote, I am a huge fan of Cynthia Bryan and her powerhouse team of true superstar millennials. The questions they ask, visions they cast, and actions they take. This group is impressive. Need a little push out of your own comfort zone? Take a look and see what these empowering stars are doing and writing. And this chapter specifically was written by Jenna Valina, Jenna Bellina is a 17-year-old student from Illinois. Although she is still in high school, Jenna attends North Central College through the Lederman and Community Scholar Program. An avid reader and writer, Jenna is particularly fond of the literature of Sylvia Plath, Jane Austen, Agatha Christie, and Joyce Carol Oates. And without further ado, here is The Gift of Responsibility by Jenna Bellina. Responsibility is a skill learned. You enter the world as an, or- as an infant, fragile and dependent on adults to survive. Somewhere along the line, a metamorphosis begins. Slowly, you gain independence through the smallest of tasks. It's often a gradual process, drop by drop, chore by chore, and one day you look in the mirror and an adult looks back. There are hurdles to jump, teaching you the kind of responsibility necessary to make life meaningful. You may be 16, sitting behind the wheel of a car. You may be 18, casting a ballot and shaping your nation's future. Personally, my first taste of true responsibility arrived at 14 when I adopted my dog, Dahlia. This might seem an exaggeration, yet when looking back, I can hardly remember life before that sunny June day at the adoption event. 14 years of memories, all reduced to a haze behind the last three years of my life. June is still cool, like the gelato served on the boardwalk. Unlike the sticky, hot, concrete days
0: that will surely arrive, today is blue-skied and pleasant. The sound of dogs barking forms a symphony. I presume every available dog in the Chicago metropolitan area is outside today, as the adoption event begins in full swing. Local store owners are hoping to milk money out of the canine obsession sweeping over the city. Signs advertise pet boutiques, luxury dog beds, and organi- organic treats eyes prettier than most human foods. Dogs of all ages, sizes, and breeds sit on beds and pull on leashes to sniff their exciting surroundings. Amid the chaos, I feel overwhelmed. A sense of importance falls on me, falls upon me. Today, I imagine my life may or may not change. I could find a dog. I could not. It's a shaky feeling knowing that fate will dictate the next 24 hours. My mother and I strolled around the area, attempting to maintain an air of casualness. We had been hoping to adopt a rescue dog for the last few months, but faced crushing disappointment after disappointment. I did not want to get my hopes up. However, there is truth to the notion that you are most vulnerable when your mind is guarded. Nothing tears down walls faster than an adorable dog with warm brown eyes. I spotted Dahlia after an hour of walking. She was an American Eskimo-Pomeranian mix, a blend of breeds that resulted in an appearance closer to a baby arctic fox than a dog. She had the biggest eyes I'd ever seen, the dark people so large they closed entirely over the whites. Her age was six years, but nobody could guess it from her puppyish-sweet disposition. There's a palpable magic in the relationship between humans and dogs. It is evolutionary, trailing back to the days when shepherds herded sheep with the assistance of cattle. Uh, Later, there were hounds hunting rabbits and foxes with their trusted companions. The connection is symbiotic, threaded into our DNA and spirit. Humans were never
3: meant to survive alone, at least that's my viewpoint. Sensing the instant connection, my mother and I embarked on the difficult path to adopting her. There were more roadblocks than I had initially anticipated. Dahlia had recently undergone brain surgery after suffering from seizures induced by a rabies shot. Once she moved into our home, she was taken away monthly to undergo chemotherapy treatments. Watching Dahlia leave badly stung. Watching Dahlia leave badly stung. Although we had only just met, I'd already bonded. The days without her were long and dark, slogging by like a heavy fog. Already I tasted an intrinsic part of growing up and gaining responsibility. Learning to let go. Prior to adopting Dahlia, my life revolved around myself. As the youngest in my family, I never had to care for anybody else. I was the one cared for. Now, with a sickly dog in my hands, I knew I could no longer live only for myself. These, there are things you learn when you recognize that you are not alone in the world. I always slept in on the weekends, but Dahlia is an early riser and demands to be fed right away in the morning. I used to stay in, rarely treading farther than my backyard. Dahlia enjoys long walks around the block. To take care of someone is to gain insight into another side of life. You stop looking at only yourself and begin to see life from other perspectives. Dahlia gazes out the cracks of the window when we drive in the car, and when I look at her eyes, I see a deeper intelligence and sense of adventure. She runs around the backyard freely, her tail wagging in the wind. I can't remember the years before Dahlia arrived because I was only seeing one side of what life could be. That side of life consisted of me. It was small and insignificant in comparison, but now it is as though the world has expanded to show me that I can give more to the universe if I devote myself to those in need. To gain
0: responsibility is to recognize that you are not insignificant, but that you are more significant in the lives of others, and must therefore act accordingly. As Joanne Diddian says, uh, character, the willingness to accept responsibility for own, one's own life, is a source from which self-respect springs. However, I think there should be a second part to that quote. To truly build character, one must know not simply how to take responsibility for themselves, but when it is proper to be responsible for others. Exercise. Changing your worldview. There are many ways to enact the gift of responsibility in your life, and they do not require adopting an animal. To me, responsibility is about realizing your place in the world and the place of those around you. People tend to be self-involved, often ignoring the struggles of others. You can be responsible by acknowledging others' difficulties and assisting them in minor tasks, such as opening the door for a stranger or taking out the garbage without being asked. Sometimes being responsible is simply asking someone how they are doing, ask if there is anything you can do to be helpful.
3: Oh, that was a fantastic chapter. I want to definitely thank Jenna for writing that chapter and sharing her experience. Audience, make sure to check out our brand new anthology, BTSYA, Millennials to Boomers, CynthiaBryan.com slash online store, where you can also find our previous two anthologies. However, it is sadly time to say farewell for this week. We do give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice of America Kids crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Uh, Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to your listeners for making us a top-rated program. I'm Jovan Hundle.
0: And I'm Kenneth Dunn. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be responsible, be generous, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. If you would let yourself